Welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nothing. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy from Afar, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts Chuck Bailey and Ian Stimson. How do, lads? How do? How do? Everybody get their computers sorted and ready to go, or...? We've had some minor technicals, haven't we? Some production issues. <laughs> All right, putting it firmly on my doorstep. By over. which you mean neither of the two of you knows how to use a computer correctly, or? Um, no, and and uh, I say production issues. That doesn't mean that like production is solely down to you, Ian. It's just my inability to produce my own laptop is a bit. <laughs> and I I couldn't log on to Google Hangouts and needed Google Hangouts <laughs> yeah, explaining to me. One of you doesn't know how to use Google. The other doesn't know how to use Skype. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to put my Chromebook to my laptop so that you can talk to each other Yeah, via me in the middle. For this week, you uh, you get to listen to us um, whilst we use Google Hangouts as opposed to Skype. It'll, it'll make zero difference to you guys, zero difference to you, but it's a, it's a big change for us. So, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe down the line, if uh, people get to the stocks level of Patreon, we can live feed. Yeah, because what they need to see is the last half hour of you trying to coach me through this. <laughs> <laughs> That's good value for money. I don't know. When Chuck said my Skype isn't working, I was like, oh, he just doesn't want to come on the pod this week. You know, I come on, I take my abuse for weeks at a time, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, true. True. Palace. Well, we'll get to all that, I guess. Uh, if you will are we? joining will us. We? Yeah. We'll, I'm mostly we'll just here for the non-football chat this week, lads. Yeah. So the sooner we can get to the food questions, the better, please. <laughs> yeah, you and the listeners. <laughs> no one's here for the football chat except us. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, if you are joining us for the first time, welcome. We're happy to have you. We have had a a decent-sized spike in new listeners this week, so we wanted to say thank you. We're happy to have you aboard. Uh, The way this goes is we do some news stories. We do a deeper dive on the most interesting stuff kind of going on in the Prem this week. Take a quick break. Come back. Do some listener questions and some games that we play, uh, predictor-type games, and call it a week. So, without any further ado, let's get into it with our rapid, rapid, rapid fire news. Our top story this evening, Diego Maradona accepts paternity of three children in Cuba. (laughs) (laughs) Top story. Fuck me. This is getting better and better each week. You won't see this on Sky Sports News, kids. (laughs) Oh, man. So good. Uh, the children reportedly from two mothers will be able to take his name. The 58-year-old World Cup winner who once denied any children other than his former wife is now the official father of eight additional children. Eight additional? This is from the BBC, three of whom apparently live in Cuba. So, How old are these children? Like, how, how long has it been? Uh, let's see. Yeah, I love the idea you've got an accountant in Cuba who's now going to change his last name to Maradona. <laughs> Oh, okay. Here's a quote from this article uh, from the BBC. He befriended then-President Fidel Castro during his stint in the country and got a tattoo of the leader's face on his leg. <laughs> so Maradona has a Castro tattoo on his leg. Naturally. Um, and he has since recognized Diego Jr. Bit of a giveaway there. Naturally. 32 and Jana, 22. 32 and 22. 32, 22 and six-year-old Diego Fernando. Six. Okay. Wow. The six-year-old's the most impressive because the, the fact that he could maintain an erection for long enough is just... He's amazing. That's yeah. impressive. Well, it's all the cocaine, right? Probably. Allegedly. 
<laughs> you don't need to say allegedly. We've told you this Oscar is <laughs> fine. Well, you know, the legal system in America, I don't want to overextend. Yeah. Wow. So he has a lovely old time when he goes to Cuba then, doesn't he? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It's the communist approach. He'll just impregnate anyone. He's <laughs> an equal opportunities impregnator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 32. Yeah. Ian, that's almost old enough to be your dad. Holy shit. Are you Maradona's child? <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, but, you know. What's your middle name? Is your middle name Diego? It's apparently all of his kids are named Diego. Yeah, yeah like George Foreman's yeah, kids. Yeah, I was going to say, is he like George Foreman? There's Diego Jr., Diego Fernando. Yeah. No, I mean, what I'm known for is South American flair. You're right. That's true. Yeah, and cocaine. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, let's get on with the news to the next story. Uh, how about this one? Zinedine Zidane going back to Real Madrid. He has been appointed officially to replace Santiago Solari as the manager just 10 months after leaving the Spanish Giants. I like that we move from one form of relapse onto another. It's, that's quite a <laughs> seamless link there for you, Oscar. Uh, good move or bad move for Zidane? I mean, Zidane probably doesn't give a shit because it's, you know he can do no wrong and will get paid a ton of money because he won three Champions Leagues in four years. And... But I just don't understand why Why would Real, although they, they haven't had a great time and they get knocked out after getting thumped by Ajax, which oh, man, I'm that pretty was... sure 98.7% of the global footballing watching population enjoyed that. Yep. Um, and so just to get Zidane in now, it's like, what are you trying to say? It's, it's almost as, it's, it's the Spanish equivalent of West Brom sacking Darren Moore. That's what it is. Oh, you jumped ahead. That's the next story. We'll get to that. I'm, yeah, that's it. I'm cutting in. Like, West Brom sack Darren Moore is just as confusing as reappointing Zinedine Zidane right now. I think from a Real Madrid perspective, it is really weird. Um, yeah. They're dumb. <laughs> they're just dumb and poorly run. Uh, but from a Zidane perspective, it's a brilliant move, I think. I don't know. Ian, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, he's obviously got something that he wanted off the board or whatever that he didn't have before i mean it's it's because he's gone back so it's it seems a bizarre thing to do the amount of time that is now in between like managers getting sacked and reappointed i mean man united could have Mourinho back before you know it i mean it just seems it just seems insane now 10 months it's mental Uh, chuck has his fingers crossed for the listeners please let it happen just bring him back. I, I don't know. I'm I'm so conflicted right now because I hate Mourinho and I don't want him back, but I also don't want United to be good. But then they lost to Arsenal, so it's just oh, I need I need United to not be good again. Oh, uh, it's so conflicted. Uh, just uh, I think it's wicked smart though. Like you think it's wicked smart? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> wicked smart. He left the you know the goat treble Champions League back to back to back. Uh, but he knew he could read the tea leaves just as much as anyone else that it was going to be a train wreck this season there with Ronaldo leaving and an aging squad and, you know, them getting them downgrading their keeper really significantly to a sack of shit, Belgian, traitorous scumbag um, <laughs> who he didn't for the record, he didn't want him. And a lot of talk now that he's going to be frozen out by Zidane coming back in. Oh, you Woo-hoo! would love that. Which is you? Delightful. you would love yeah, that. I would love that. But, uh, now he gets to come back, you know, this rough patch that they were going to have, whether he was manager or someone else, they got it out of the way. He gets to come back, zero pressure, because they're fucking broken. Is it out of the way, though? Are they going to give him money? Is he going to have chance to... I have to. It's Real Madrid. They're not going to take another season of them sucking. They have infinite money. Yeah, I suppose. 
They're going to buy everybody this summer that Chelsea would have bought because to take it to our next news story. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea's transfer ban and the freeze that usually accompanies an appeal has been denied. Barcelona, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid get a two-window transfer ban, put in an appeal. That ban gets pushed back by a window so they can kind of get their affairs in order before getting hit with the two-windows, you know, penalty. But not Chelsea, I guess, because everybody hates Chelsea because we're an oil money club and we're the evil that destroys the game, the modern game. And uh, so we're going to be so fucked. Put aside your personal feelings for one second. Yeah. And just think, if you can lodge some sort of appeal, which then can kind of make a mockery of the whole process, does it not okay. undermine it a little bit? I think mockery, and this actually came up on Twitter with one of our listeners, I think, or someone who interacts with us pretty regularly on Twitter. I won't name names, because I'm not trying to put <laughs> anyone on blast. But they said mockery, just like you. And I think that that is an incredibly ridiculous word to use because you still are getting pushed, punished with a two-window ban. Like, that's still a massive amount of time if someone gets injured or if someone is, you know, leaves because they force a contract out like Tebow did last summer. Like, a two-window ban is a long fucking time to not be allowed to make signings. Well, I mean, Tottenham have basically done that this year. They're yeah. Right. <laughs> Self-imposed. Yeah. I think they call that the Daniel Levy now. <laughs> No, so a mockery is ridiculous because it, it's still a two-window ban. That's still an incredibly, like, har- harsh penalty. Not harsh. They broke the rules egregiously. They fully deserve the punishment they're getting. But, like, I think it's reasonable when there's been not one, not two, but three fucking clubs who've been in this situation and were afforded a freeze during an appeal mm. process to expect yeah, that. that. Is weird. And I think that as a Chelsea fan and as Chelsea the club, like, if this had been the case the first time... Or even the second time where they were like, you know what? We fucked up giving a freeze. We're going to do that better now. Like, you know, that club would feel hard done by. But mm. three fucking clubs is a lot of precedent. Yeah, but maybe they've had enough uh, criticism levied at them through that, that they kind of gone, right, okay, at some point we have to end it. And it happens now. And with Man City now getting investigated for the same stuff, if that happens as well, then, you know, then it's all right, isn't it? Yeah. It's fine. It's, Chelsea will be fine. It's a fucking fine. disaster from Chelsea the Chelsea perspective. Chelsea will be absolutely fine. They won't be fine. No, it's um. so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> you will not be fine. This squad is so fucked. Like, we're so old. We need so much work on this club, of this squad. And now, Are you like, even allowed to loan players or anything? I don't know. I don't actually, I don't no, want to know any more than I know, because it's all <laughs> bad. Well, surely, if, if they're bringing in that other rule where you're only allowed to loan out a certain number of players... Yeah, we have a massive Doesn't that squad. mean Chelsea are kind of double-fucked and they've just got to sell all of those youth players? Yeah, I mean, look, if I'm searching for a silver lining, which I kind of have to, to stay sane, hopefully with the aging of Rhea, of Pedro and Willian, and potentially Hazard leaving this summer, because there's a ton of talk of that, just like there always is, especially with Zidane coming back to Madrid, him and Zidane are like obsessed with each other. Pulisic and Hudson-Odoi... Right, they gotta be. They have to be looking at minutes. Surely, surely. I I don't know. I've I've thought that for a long time, and they haven't. So, but like a, a potential silver lining is if there's no other choice because there's no other players that we can get. You have to give the youth a chance, or at least there's a higher likelihood of that happening. But Chuck, you did mention, and this is our next story: Manchester City are being investigated by both FIFA and the Premier League for their wild 
wild egregious breaches of the <laughs> financial fair play rules. Just like basically the big middle finger to everybody and some, they're finally calling him on it. Not quite the same thing that Barcelona, Chelsea, Real Madrid, and Atletico were hit for, uh, which is to do with the signing of underage players and like youth contracts and payments and stuff going where it wasn't supposed to go, but as opposed to just like completely lying and falsifying financial documents. Yeah, like yeah. Real Madrid have done, or not Real Madrid. Um, although they probably have too, but <laughs> yeah, Man City. They're, <laughs> they're all lying. He's not so worried about libel now, <laughs> no, is he? Yeah. No, that's I said probably. I said probably. <laughs> um, do we think they're actually going to get hit with any kind of penalty? Do we think that this is just a lot of smoke, but nothing there? Probably. They probably are, but I don't really fear for them at all. Suffering with, with a two-window transfer ban. Not the same way I do with like Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, they're another club with a very, very good uh, youth system and, and academy and all that. Yeah, I mean, it does have to do with academy player recruitment and third-party ownership and FFP and all that. So it could be something that potentially would hit them. Man City's investigation looks like it's encompassing quite a lot of stuff. I mean, there's been loads of stuff about dodgy sponsorship and, you know, funneling yeah. money through that. Well, apparently it's it's the FA, the Premier League, UEFA and FIFA all getting involved. Yeah, so, um, they're all coming at them. So I feel like that... There's the Man, Man City done the quadruple this season, guys. <laughs> so that's it. It's over. Is that the one they were after? Yeah. That's what they were after, the quadruple. Do, to what it? extent do we think it's that they were so good last year that people want to find ways to come at them like um, you know the haters will hate kind of situation i don't think the footballing authorities care about that i mean if if man city were to go and have another crazy season and well they are doing well obviously but have another crazy season of goals and points it's all just good isn't it i mean they don't care i mean they've let it happen it's, it is strange it's happening now because and why go after man city but not psg like psg yeah. are even worse because even if they find PSG all this money, it wouldn't make a difference. They'd still win the bloody league every year. I think it's the status thing of the clubs. You know, you look at the three clubs that have been hit before, it's the three biggest teams in Spain. I think it's just the British club's turn. They're just turning their attention either to England or just yeah. there's been loads of stuff that's come out recently, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it is it is weird that they would... Like, obviously, again, they've been breaking the rules really, really obviously for years. No one thinks yeah. that they haven't been. But for them to, like, all of a sudden decide to go after it. Like, it's Brexit. What's going on at FIFA? What's going on at <laughs> Brexit? Yeah. Brexit, yeah. It's not like FIFA's corrupt or anything, though, so... Yeah, exactly. There's a new investigation into Qatar going down, isn't there? Oh, is there? Yeah, yeah. I think there's a new a new ethics thing looking at Al Jazeera put... I mean, they just stuck something like 100 million quid into FIFA's accounts. No, apparently once the World Cup pretty much starts in Qatar, so basically that it's guaranteed to happen, they will be paying FIFA 100 million quid is what has been... Right. 100 million dollars, I believe, uh, is what has been yeah. on top of the 300 million or something they've already paid them or going to pay. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, Fine. nothing wrong with that, nope. innit? Just a bit of... Nothing shady at all there. A bit of cashish to grease the palms. Well... To completely pivot away from something from that, and I have no transition at all. Our <laughs> next story, Tottenham, new stadium updates, gentlemen, a recurring yeah, segment. Yeah, hit me. Hit me. Well, they're set to allegedly, they're claiming that in less than a month, they'll be playing matches there. Have we heard that before? Maybe. No reason to doubt them. No, I don't think, I think this is the first we've heard. Um, I don't remember yeah. ever hearing that their stadium is going to open already. <laughs> 
Only place in London to watch the Champions League. The latest setback, as reported by the very esteemed publication TalkSport.com, club deny that there's an issue with their $1 billion or billion pound arena, as despite the reported setback, as there is, quote, no space for corner kicks to be taken. <laughs> <laughs> there's about a foot space between the line and where it just has a sh- almost sheer drop <laughs> down, like Man United's ground at Old Trafford. Like the pitch there where it's really raised up. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. It's impossible to plan for these things. No, <laughs> no way to know. No way to know. And and it's the thing, because they're such pioneers that no one's done this before, so they definitely couldn't learn from previous. It is a beautiful stadium. I was looking at the pictures, and it is, like, really nice looking. Just, like, from an architectural standpoint. Artist impressions or actual pictures? I think actual pictures. Right? It's pretty much done. <laughs> Uh, the, the the stand looks like a wave kind of thing. It's really cool looking, I think. Cool. As much as I hate to say anything nice about Spurs. But they'll probably just never play. It's just going to be a white elephant. I'd love that. I would love if every three weeks there's like, oh, we're going to start. No, you're not. <laughs> no, no. Can we have Wembley for a bit longer? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, last story this week. Everybody's seen this, but we got to talk about it. Birmingham City fan jailed for a pitch attack on Jack Grealish. He has been jailed for 14 weeks for attacking Aston Villa captain Jack Grealish during the Second City Derby. Thoughts on this, gentlemen? He scored a lovely goal afterwards. That's what really matters, <laughs> yeah, he did. isn't it? That's the real yeah. story here. Just the fact that, you know, this guy comes in and... I say sucker punches him, but kind of just hits him with his forearm from behind. Yeah, it wasn't even a decent punch, was it? Come on, mate. Can't even get a decent punch in. And then obviously gets tackled a bit later on by kind of an inept security guy who doesn't really care that much because they all hate Villa. Um, as and all get paid fuck f- all, to be fair. Yeah, oh yeah, because yeah, because everyone deserves such well-paying jobs, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, okay. <laughs> Interesting angle. You know what I mean? Like it's, And then he gets kneed by, after he celebrates the, the winning goal, which was just delicious and great to see. He then gets kneed and attacked by a, a steward or something like that, and he's, that's now being investigated by Birmingham as well. Is it? So, I'm not uh, seeing that. Yeah, 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 I saw that. Oh, God. It's good times all around. Honestly. Uh, I mean, at least they've, they're doing their best to make an example of this guy. He's been... 14 lo- weeks doesn't seem like enough. No, but I was reading a thread on Twitter, and it was like, with, with no previous, no, there was no actual harm to Grealish. It was pretty much the most they could have done. Okay. Like, that's 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 the by them saying that the player was in a vulnerable position because he was doing his job and attacked from behind. So it's pretty much the maximum they could have done. Okay. Um, and it got dealt with very quick. I mean, yeah, I know what you mean. It doesn't sound like a great deal, but it, it also, he didn't he didn't hurt the guy, did he? No, and, and this is the thing, like, I, and, and I don't want people to think that I'm downplaying it or no, anything. No, and, definitely And it not. is really bad, of course, but... You see more damage done in the course of a normal football game. Yeah. I think it's just the principle of it they have yeah, to Yeah, I'm just framing it in the sentencing. It does sound like not a lot, but it's the maximum they could have done in the situation. And they've done it fucking quickly as well. Which yeah, is that's good. nice. Did he get a lifetime ban from the stadium too? Lifetime ban from the stadium and 10 years ban from all football, I think, with other clubs as well. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. No, that's pretty much the max that can be done, I think. So, dickhead gets dickhead punishment. Yeah, fully deserved. Bunch of pricks. Feels like all the pricks are coming out of the woodwork more this year than usual. Yeah, because wasn't there an incident at the Arsenal game as well? Yeah, someone ran on and, um, I mean, slightly bumped. Was it Chris Smalling or something? Yeah, it was yeah. Chris Smalling. 
He was trying to go celebrate with the Arsenal fans, and he just didn't quite know who was who, I think. I, it wasn't. It didn't seem malicious from the footage. You know, he's, he seemed pretty sauced up. Yeah. But you ha- you kind of have to be to run on the pitch. Yeah, what are you thinking? Yeah. Like, how do, I don't understand the thinking there at all. Even drunk, like... No, just just be good-natured. Don't attack players. Just get bollock naked and run round the centre circle a couple <laughs> yeah, of times. Yeah, what's happened to streakers? What's happened to the good old days? Well, yeah, it was just some bloke who, pasty as fuck, yeah. and just just waggling his tadger in the air as he, as he not even running, just kind of <laughs> skips joyfully yeah. through the pitch and all the players just kind of laugh and then we all laugh and we While stewards who are unbelievably slower than him can't like catch him even though he's only like skipping around that's what you want yeah bring that back yeah all right official stance of the miles offside podcast let's bring back naked guys running on the pitch please pasty man arrested at peterborough uh, look forward to it <laughs> uh well that does it for news so let's go ahead and jump right into it chuck Crystal Palace what? 1, Brighton and Hove Albion 2. Yep, that was a thing that happened, wasn't it? Really? Right at the top? Oh, we're getting into it. <laughs> Settled in. Yeah. Hope you brought your popcorn, Ian. Extra butter. I mean, you <laughs> overestimate my emotional investment in this because we've got some good <laughs> mileage out of your, you know, your downfall because you, unlike me, have expectations. Mm-hmm. Um and have previous of supporting a successful football team. Whereas for me, it was kind of look at the result at the end, see Brighton 1 2 1, and just kind of go, yep, yep, that happened. Yeah, you're, I'm sure you're not at all upset that they did the double over the Palace for the first time in what, 30 years? Uh, 38, I don't know, 1980. <laughs> I don't know, fucking before Ian was born, that's saying something. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, don't let him pivot. Don't let him make this about how you're old. Yeah, he's just transference, isn't he? Yeah, he's really... absolutely. Um, speaking of old, obviously, Glenn Murray is the one who gets the goal against us. How fucking good is Glenn Murray? I mean, just <laughs> still great. Not as good as Anthony Nakiart, <laughs> who had a great game. Really nice. Yeah, he should have been sent off in twenty after 28 seconds. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just the uh, studs up diving off the ground challenge into Milivojevic's testicles. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think it's, uh, and I'm sure we'll come on to it with a few other decisions that have come up this weekend, but it does kind of highlight how awful just the standard of refereeing is and how now, especially that we know it's coming in, how much VAR is being quoted as, like if you watch if you watch match of the day, I'm pretty sure if you took a drink every time they said, "Well, next season with VAR that wouldn't oh, stand," God, yeah. you'd get out of it about as battered as I was after England <laughs> beat Colombia on penalties. So, Ooh, let's not say things we can't take back. <laughs> no, no, I'm pretty sure that is what would happen. You would be that drunk, um, and so yeah, it's just it's just kind of bad things. But I mean, Brighton for the first goal was it was route one from the back. Tompkins goes to head. Terrible defending. Oh, it was awful. But Roy Hodgson in the post match went on, went down the clop route and blamed the wind. And you're like, <laughs> mate, like, 
<laughs> I know, like, centre-backs aren't necessarily the fastest people in the world, but Glenn Murray is probably <laughs> categorically the slowest person in the league. Like, yeah. he's, uh, he's, he's had to adapt his game so much to be clever because of, you know, his yeah. ageing years, and he's really made it work for him. And that's why it's, it's hard, because obviously I absolutely hate Brighton, but, you know, Glenn Murray made Palace what it was. Um, where we are now, really. So it's a real shame that he, he left again. But I just mean, recently, Van Arnholt's been absolute dog shit. Yeah, he really has. Oh, like, there's been so many... If you go back and watch through games, there's so many goals scored by the other team where Van Arnholt gets it in the corner, tries to make a, a clearance on the turn, and only kicks it probably about 20, 25 yards <laughs> straight to an opposition player. Yeah. And they either come in and have a shot on target or, or a goal. But... You know, and then to play knockout onto his left side. You know, if you have a left-footed player, it's very much basics. Especially as he's a left-footed left-back, that he should play him out onto Van Arnholt's stronger side. But he just lets him kind of just wander, cross yeah. goal. and It was a real Arjen Robin situation where you're like, dude, he's gonna cut in. Like, Yeah, but the difference <laughs> yeah. is, Arjen Robin, it's like, I can do nothing about this because yeah, Arjen yeah, Robin's no, great. I... <laughs> Anthony Knockart is basically Darren Huckabee. Like, he's not good enough <laughs> oh, for the Premier League. Oh, lovely reference. But lovely he's too reference. good for the championship. Like, And he's been that for years, which is why he's just never done anything. And even Hewton, in his post-match interview, says, yeah, we need to see a lot more of that from him because he doesn't do it anywhere near often enough. It's like, when even your manager is giving you veiled digs for scoring the winning goal in a game against the rival, that's saying something. Even, even as a Palace fan, you have to admit that shot was perfect. The guy hit the ball perfectly well. Like it's it's off the inside of the upright, right towards the crossbar. One of those shots that if it's it doesn't have to be any much further left for it to be ricocheting out. Like it's yeah, exactly like you said. I can't really knock that, and it's you can't knock Garrett that. Yeah, yeah, it knocked me out. Yeah, whatever. The joke you're gonna make, <laughs> prick. <laughs> fuck's sake um yeah they're level with us on points now yep uh we're ahead on goal difference though so that's all right and i'm sure oscar you're gonna bring up the xg for that game i was waiting (laughs) ian do you happen to know it what it was i don't know it's delightful (laughs) so palace got one off of 1.44 which is pretty high for them you guys don't generate 1.44 very often no not really i think i think the even against Leicester, we didn't have like more than one, I don't think, when we won 4-1. Yeah, 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 you didn't. It was at 0.8 or something, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. For some comparison, Spurs only generated 1.3 against Southampton. So 1.45 is pretty good. Yeah, and they fucking lost as well, and they're meant to be good, all right? Yeah, but <laughs> Southampton generated two, so they, they lost reasonably so. Ian, Ian, settle in for this one. Hope you're ready. Brighton scored two goals, right? We we all saw that. We can agree on that. Mm-hmm. They generated zero point one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, match of the day had it as zero point one six. All right, so don't you fucking go round oh, into one decimal yeah. point. No, that's better. I got point yeah. one three on understat. I don't know, let me see what Kaylee had. <laughs> I mean, it's sixty percent better. Thank you very much. <laughs> good good oh man that is delightful it's it's diabolical and and the simple fact is that this season palace if if you rated by home form and and this is what winds me up so much and has done for about three seasons now and i think supporters of other clubs have started to realize is that for for the first two seasons we were in the premier league we were really good at home 
and it was really tough and like the atmosphere generated was great and everything. But this year, if if you took just home games, we'd be nineteenth. Oh, like, oh my god, nine nineteenth. See, see Not, also Peterborough, but yeah, yeah. See also Peterborough, yeah, I'm sure. But okay, also, we've scored eleven goals at home off of an XG Oscar of twenty two. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, and got thirteen <laughs> points out of an expected points of twenty four. Like the Ooh, only team nice. below us Jeez. is Huddersfield. Huddersfield. <laughs> what I would say is I really would not be surprised if Roy Hodgson moves on this summer, mm-hmm. um, because especially really? home, yeah, home form and and a lot of fans and and the, the teams he's been playing and the way he's playing, um, and not really like we've said quite a few times, and it's kind of run in parallel with with the Sarri stuff at Chelsea. It's just that he's never really seemed to have a plan B, or mm-hmm. he hasn't brought subs on at the right time for such a long point of the of the first half of the season. You know, we've we've still got Max Meyer who isn't really starting games whatsoever, and he, for me and for a lot of fans, was the logical replacement straight swap for Yohan Kabai because. He wasn't necessarily the most skillful player. However, in terms of picking out a pass and being that person who um, gets played the ball straight off the defensive midfielder, so maybe sort of like Milivojevic wins the ball back or Kiate wins the ball back to give straight to Maya, who can then start firing out passes to the front three, be that with Zaha Benteke Townsend or now, especially now with such a fluid front three, with Batshuayi in there as well, like it doesn't make sense that we're still going for kind of way more defensive midfielders and and not just playing a kind of still not really been able to play the possession and break down teams. But also it just seems constantly like Zaha is trying to take on too much by himself. Those of you that have watched Match of the Day and, you know, for those of you who subscribe to us on Patreon, ding, will hear when I do my weekly run through of all of the games will know that it was highlighted that Zaha at times was drawing three players onto himself as he's done so many times this season, Mm -hmm. but then not playing the quick pass off to the overlapping player or just distributing the ball or making a decision. He's holds, he then at that point holds it up, does a few more tricks, does a bit too much because he, he wants to take things on himself, especially as he is, you know, he's so strongly palaced that he hates Brighton as, as much as any of the fans do and so wants to prove it rather than taking the more, uh, how should we say, adult or, or, or grown, developed player route of knowing that the rest of the team and, and what the final result is really what matters. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. so I, I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they did move Hodgson on. I think we're in a better position now, a much, much healthier position than when we lost Pardew. Um, so to bring in someone who is different or, you know, to try a diff- slightly different style of play would be good. I wouldn't be too surprised if maybe I've said before, like someone like David Wagner, because it does seem strange that he's been out of a job. I think he's had a rough time with Huddersfield and yeah. people are finally understanding now that it is just that Huddersfield are absolute pony. That'd be interesting that, cause I mean, like you say, he, he did not have the tools at Huddersfield to do anything. And, um, I mean, he's from the the Klopp school of uh, fast paced pressing football. I mean, that'd be interesting at Palace. That that, that would be that would be exactly yeah. it. And it's and it's always you know the the we've spoken before about the DNA of a club, and and that's always been Palace. They've always played with fast wingers and and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, from the days of Wright and Bright to when you know we had Andy Johnson, Chris Armstrong in the oh, mid nineties. Andy 90s. Johnson, yeah. 
yeah, everyone, you know, Andy Johnson was, I think he was pretty much got the golden boot or was like one goal off in the season yeah. where Palace got relegated in 2004. He was nailed five. in my fantasy team that, that season, I remember. Yeah, he, he was wicked. That's what then got him a, a move to Everton, an England call-up, and then unfortunately injuries injuries messed him. But, but that's just always a style of play we've been. And it has been for as long as my dad remembers since he's been coming to games since, I don't know, 1967, 68. Yeah. And and the whole time I've been going. So to just kind of harness that again and, and realise that that's where we're going, I, I think would be quite good. And, you know, Roy Hodgson breaks the record every week of being the oldest manager in the Premier League. <laughs> and and I, I think as, as as fantastic he's been, it's, it's kind of the mutual consent at the end of the season, not a kind of firing, but just kind of acknowledging that he's not the person that can take the club any further than it is. I think if we don't, sort something out we we've i think through instability we've lost a lot of year of, of the best years of say wilfred zaha or, yeah. or a lot of other players and I, I wouldn't want that to then filter on to someone like aaron wambisaka who don't worry he won't be there for long enough to matter <laughs> no but but even that it's it's either that for him now and as i've said before like it would be great and the same as i said with you with ruben loftus cheek like I'm sure you'd just much prefer to see him playing every week. You know, I didn't feel mm-hmm. that bad when Palace lost him, but it was just Chelsea need to bloody play this guy and you just need to see these people shine. Yeah. And so that's where the criticism comes from that someone like Zaha should have left because we're just, we're not keeping up with the players that we have or, or allowing that to build the momentum and carry on. So I don't know. It's still bloody shit to lose against Brighton again and... I've got mates that support Brighton who have been ribbing me for a, a good good few days, yes. but such is life. All right. Well, now that that we did a half hour to just pick on Chuck for a bit, <laughs> uh, let's briefly touch on some other stuff that happened. Um, notably, I think both Liverpool and City turned it on quite aggressively this past weekend. Um, Manchester City 3, Watford 1, 3.8 to 0.4 on the XG, so that's like you know, if anything, a paddling, as Michael Cayley would say, right? <laughs> Watford scored one on less than 0.5. City scored three on 3.8, so they could have scored more easily. And then Liverpool generated 4.1 on XG, scored four. Jeez. Burnley 0.5, scored two, doing a fucking Burnley and scoring two on 0.5. Yeah. But still Standard. not enough to take down Liverpool. Um, the title race is heating up, gentlemen. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, we didn't really get to talk about when, when Liverpool blew their league, lead last That's year. That's right, because we didn't week, record sorry. last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so with them drawing to, drawing nil-nil with Everton and in the game where Klopp blamed the wind amongst a billion other things, because it, it, of course it, it only affected Liverpool in that game. Yeah. Um, yep. 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 So, so, you know, Liverpool go back to being that chasing team again. So, Wanting to finally unleash themselves and play much more free-flowing and attacking, um, the, we should start to see a lot more goals. I mean, in the Man City game, Watford can definitely feel hard done by for the for the first goal because oh, it yeah. was yeah. a pretty was major offside, which was strange. Which was strange because they spent about three minutes discussing whether it was offside or not. I don't know how that discussion went and then resulted in it's a goal. Yeah, I don't... the commentators were saying that they must have said that it's because the defender touched it, that they counted it as a clearance. But the ball was played as a pass and he was moving towards it. So even if he got cleared, like that's interfering with the play, well, well, which when is the, what the rule when is. The pass, when the pass, the original pass was made to Aguero, 
they were both onside. Yep. Yeah, Everybody that was onside. Was fine. But, yeah. but then Aguero, it, it looked to me like Aguero flicks it on. Yeah, he which does. Which then makes that the pass. And so yeah. it's whether they're discussing whether that was actually a pass, I guess, or maybe just a deflection. Even if it wasn't, it doesn't matter. Because like you say, he's interfering with play, so it almost doesn't matter. Ten minutes before that. Ten fucking minutes before that. Actually, it was literally 11 minutes, I should say. So I don't want to be hyperbolic here. I tweeted, God, this fucking weekend shows more than most other weekends why we need VAR so desperately. And then that shit happened. Like, this was even before the Raheem Sterling call. You you touched on this before. Like, what a ridiculously bad weekend for referees. And like, I don't under, I genuinely don't understand the thinking of people who are still against VAR. And there's a bunch of them on Twitter and in the media. You need to stop hanging out on Twitter, man. You're, yeah, you're I know. I really need to friends. just like mute everyone <laughs> that isn't you two. Because like, Aww, even if thanks, it only man. catches, well, and then and like block the two of you, not just mute. Um, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh, I got it. Almost got a spit take out of him. Um, <laughs> Mike ruined. <laughs> <laughs> no, like even if it only catches fifty percent of calls. Yeah, sure, VAR's not perfect, but, like, there's so many fucking blown calls. That is going to be the criticism. Anything that doesn't go exactly right, it's going to be criticised. But you're right, as long as it improves things, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. But everyone knows it's going to go the other way. It's going to go the other way. That uh, You know, the second there's anything that, that delays the game even slightly, you'll be like, well, this is why we shouldn't have VAR. Like, that will become the new hot Yeah, thing, as opposed to the just... three minutes of conversation that they had in this match anyway, when they could have been a 30-second VAR review. It's not, I don't fucking understand people who are against it. Like, genuinely, I try as much as I can to understand where people are coming from. Robot refs. (laughs) Robot refs. Like Robot Wars. And and it just comes in and and views it. Or the refs have, like, Google Glass. And they can just have picture in picture in their glasses and can just, like, press a button and see the different angles and just... Whatever. Mike Dean will just be Googling himself. Yeah, he'll just be watching (laughs) porn, won't he? Just... Or watch. Yep, yep. There'll be a, there'll be a corner and Michael hold it, and he, while he just rubs one out. I know. We think my dean puts on a show as it is. Yeah. You wait till he gets Google Glass. He'll get proper yeah. into it. But to, sorry. So so to bring it back to the title race conversation, to what extent do we think that Liverpool's ability to seem to be playing without hesitation and free flowing and scoring again is a product of the fact that they're back in second place? And so that sort of pressure is off. We've talked a lot about how the thing that is most likely to defeat Liverpool is their mentality, their weak mentality, and their inability to handle pressure and, and you know, going Spursy and bottle job and, you know, a lot of words get thrown around. Now that they're in second, all of a sudden they can handle... I'm sorry, but can we just touch on this? That going Spursy this season has gone full fucking Spursy. They blew a 13-point lead on Arsenal. <laughs> yep. Uh, carry on. Sorry. Uh, I don't even hate Spurs. I just think that's fucking hilarious. Oh, I think it's hilarious. And I hate Spurs, so that's great. I hate everybody <laughs> except Man City at the top. And I, that's only because I'm like, I feel a kinship with Man City because they're also an oil team. And so everyone wants to hate them disproportionately because <laughs> they're like, oh, they buy titles. It's like, motherfucker, Liverpool and Man United spend more money than anybody. Just because they won titles in the 80s and the 50s doesn't mean that they're not 
buying their fucking titles just like everybody else. Anyway, sorry. Side note. So so what do you guys think? What do you make of the Liverpool thing? Like, is it because they're in second that they're playing better? Or are we just reading into stuff too much because we want to apply a narrative here? Like what? I definitely think it's just applying narrative. I okay. think, but it's just, <laughs> I think it's just like, it, it, let's just enjoy it for as long as it can go on. We've said this enough times. Like, yeah, it's just, there's nine games left and there's still one point in it. Like I, I, I don't know. The last time I can remember off the top of my head this happening was the was the Aguero season, the first season that Man City won the league. Yeah, it's been sewn up at least a week early, many years in advance now. It's in hands row. down the single. It's got to be. I don't care if you're Man City or not. It is the greatest single moment that the end of that game is just incredible. Yep. absolutely, absolutely incredible. Yeah, like it. It. I don't care. No one can talk about the. Manchester United in 99, nah, nah, it's that. Yeah, I mean, from a Chelsea perspective, that 2012 final in Munich, we got scored on at 84, and then at 92, Drogba hits the corner, gives up a pen, you know, all, everybody that knows me, I've talked about this a million times, so, like, that matches it for me on a personal level, but, like, the Aguero thing, the comeback, the table points, yeah. like... The Balotelli assist. Like the Balotelli <laughs> assist, yeah. Should be known as the Balotelli assist season. I think that's the single greatest sporting... Or at least outside of, like, American sports thing that I've ever seen. Correct. For some reason, American sports seems to lend itself to dramatic moments more so because, like, we don't have ties. So there's a lot of overtime. There's a lot of, like, you win the game with the last touch. Like, that just happens. It's built into the sports seems to be built Exactly. I was just about to say, it seems to be built in, doesn't it? You, yeah. You like it, it, it lends itself to dramatic moments significantly more. Yeah, they yeah. can't handle it. I've heard American commentary where they've said, like, uh, it's been on like English games or whatever and said like Arsenal lose 1-1 one, one. like no that's not how it works <laughs> yeah you don't, yeah, you yeah. don't lose 1-1 one, one. you just that did won. take me a while as a foreign sort of fan to get used to the idea of like what do you mean they just tie <laughs> yeah, well, come back and come it? back and play until someone wins. What do they not about? just do who can sing the national anthem the best or is that not what <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah certainly from like World Cups Premier League, Champions League, like the oh oh one time, fuck I think it was like oh seven um before it was called the Europa League it was called like the UEFA UEFA Cup, Cup. Yep. right there was a team I was watching in in my room like I was it was a late night replay of it because I it wasn't even live when it was on because it was the UEFA Cup but some team pulled their goalie in the like ninety sixth minute to tie it. Uh, and the goalie was the one that scored to send it to extra time, and then they won in extra time. And I was like, this is the most dramatic thing ever. <laughs> but, like, no one remembers that because it's the UEFA Cup, so, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't yeah, even yeah. remember what team it was. But I'm with you. Yeah, I think that Aguero thing is the single most exciting thing. And it's nice that, like, potentially that's in play. Like, there's only a point between them. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody else is fucked and way behind. But do you, currently, 538 has Man City at 2-1 to one favorites. I don't know what the betting odds have, Chuck. I'm sure you can pull that up. But... City are 67% favorites to Liverpool's 33% chance of winning the title, according to 538. They take into account the difficulty of the remaining fixtures. I mean, that's not very much in a two-horse race, is it? I mean... No, not at all. It's not quite a coin toss, um, but it's it's not a huge, no. huge difference. No, that's not, that's not massive at all. It sounds worse than it is saying 2-1, to one, but like going in with... However many games left to play, a 33% chance is a pretty high chance for Liverpool. Like, Yeah, so at the minute, you've got Man City, you're 4-11 on. Um, so if you put 
eleven pound on, you'd get fifteen back, including stake. Liverpool, Liverpool, nine to four on. I'd put money on that. Yeah. There's a decent chance they're going to win this title. Yeah, I'd say there's more than a one in three chance they could do it with only being one point behind. So I think, like percentage odds wise, like it could on a personal level. No, I don't think Liverpool would win. But um, <laughs> but third favourites: Tottenham thousand to one, Arsenal, Chelsea fifteen hundred to one, and Man United two thousand to one. Did you say Tottenham are a thousand to one now? Thousand to one. Fuck me. When like, only a few about, about, weeks ago. Uh, yeah, about four weeks ago, I put a few quid on them at like 25 to 1, thinking that's that's silly odds, that. Mm. Fucking hell. Yeah, evidently. I'm not going to be able to lay that bet, am I? Evidently, professionals <laughs> who run gambling companies know more than we do. Uh, who, who knew? <laughs> who knew? But yeah, it, it, you know, 1,000 to 1 seems generous. Although I guess if you're going off the less than 1%, that is... Uh, you know, depending on if it's like 0.2%, that'd be 500 to 1 odds. So it might be a decent bet in terms of the expected probabilities. Well, I'm not putting any more on it. <laughs> I'm not putting any money on that. No, thank you. Yeah, but if you pull up uh, Liverpool's remaining fixtures, they do have a trip to Spurs at Wembley, probably. And uh, they are still coming to Stamford Bridge, too, on April 14th. So those are two nominally hard fixtures. Depending, Who knows what version of Chelsea and what version of Spurs you can get. Um, but that's a much easier set of fixtures than, for example, uh, Man City, whose only difficult remaining fixture is Spurs, really. I mean, I guess they go away to United, but that's an away trip, and they are better than Liverpool slightly anyway. Can can they keep rinsing Aguero like they are? I mean, that seems the only... Well, I don't know. He just he, he's playing every single match at the moment. Mate, I the mean, guy's getting better. He just, I, he's I just... know, but just... I, yeah. Yeah, you're right. He does keep just getting getting better. But, I mean, out have they won tonight? Oh, that's right. The Champions League is on. Oh, no, I forgot that. Oh, it's live. Yeah, last I saw it's 4-0. 4-0. And Aguero scored a couple, I think. So, I mean, yeah, it, it belies my point. I was about to say, you know, can he keep rinsing Aguero like he is? But, I mean, fuck, maybe he can. Yeah, uh, Man City just won the 7-0. Oh, that's fuck. Right. Okay, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Okay, now. And that's the thing, you can you can play every game when you score three goals and then get subbed off in like the 50th minute. Right. Like, which is just what he keeps doing. Yeah, that's and true. And he's fine. All right, well, that'll do it for part one. Uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about how Mauricio Sarri is a dumbass. No, sorry. Uh, take listener questions. <laughs> that was like last week or the week yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, I'm still stuck in the last few weeks. Can I just sandwich in quickly because I don't want to let you go away from the break that Man City at home this season have got... 45 points out of a possible 48. Just do a Google on who the last three were for. The last three were for against. Just uh, saying. <laughs> Hashtag just saying. Part two. Go. There we go. All right. Well, we'll come back in a bit and we'll see you guys for part two for some listener questions and other stuff. Welcome back, ladies and gents, to episode 36 of the Miles Offside podcast. Wait, just say that so that it reminds Ian when he names the episode. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, so we've ventured a little bit into my depression at supporting my team uh, this week, which has given Oscar a bit of joy. Um, and now we go on to the part of the show where you guys get involved, be that on through Twitter, Facebook, sending us an email, or all those kind of jazz in it. 
Um, we've also recently set up a Patreon page, so thank you very, very much for all of those of you who've got in touch and also um, passed on your praise, especially for Oscar, for the extra Patreon content. And we have a new Patreon. Ian, who who that? Who that? New Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. Sam Danby, he's coming. New Patreon. Sam Danby. Yeah, he's come in at that's robot level, so he gets all the extra stuff. So last week we didn't do a regular podcast. Uh, there were circumstances that meant we couldn't weather circumstances specifically. Um, how have you been dealing with Storm Gareth, Chuck? Storm Gareth, Storm Gareth causing your problems. I have almost been blown over. Yeah, um, at least almost one time. Tough times. And it would be the first time this year that you've been blown by a Gareth, or <laughs> by a Gareth. <laughs> Uh, we didn't even pre-write that. Well done. By a Gareth, yes. Um, yeah. You don't ask their names, do you, Chuck? Anyway, thanks, Sam Danby. Thank you very much. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Uh, but as I was saying, we we, man- we put out, instead of our regular episode, we put, we out, put the out the three things we always put out. <laughs> we put out the three things. Three things, usually yeah. just-, <laughs> just the three, right? The three things that we usually save just for our patrons, we put them out on the regular feed to give you a little taste. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) this is seriously going off the rails. Yeah, you'll be coming back more times than Maradona. You love it. Yeah. But if you want to become a Patreon, go to patreon.com slash milesoffsidepod and you can get that stuff every week. Uh, I do FPL stuff, Oscar does nerdy stuff, um, and Chuck does a sort of fixture rundown of the previous week yeah and, uh, if he ever gets angry sometimes he just rails against the world yeah mostly i haven't been that angry recently so i thought i'd give you guys some like valuable content yeah we had a sort of match of the day style rundown it was quick quick bite size it was good yeah i i, I led the section by saying it would be 30 seconds on each game uh 10 games that should be five minutes uh i took 12 so you know it's fine sort of stayed on, on brand. brand yeah Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Ian, do we have any listener questions this week? We do. So let's um, let's go with uh, Adam P, who says, and, uh, well, "Hold on, hold on. If the listeners want to get in touch, how might they reach us? Email dot com slash milesoffsidepod. <laughs> no. And if you listened back, I said gmail dot com. He did. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah, okay I was very sorry. tired. I still can't remember how emails a, work. It was still a confusing <laughs> situation for all involved. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so we're, yeah, we're Miles Offside Pod on Twitter, Miles Offside on Facebook, and milesoffsidepod at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. So there you go. Um, Adam P got in touch and said, which manager would you choose to organise a team-building day out, and what players would you want to take with you? A team-building day out? Yeah. Jurgen Klopp does seem like he'd be a bit of fun. Oh, he'd be a laugh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, he'd be a laugh. Yeah, I suppose that. Yeah, but didn't he? He did that, didn't he? Take like all of the Liverpool players to Alcatraz. <laughs> did he? Do you not? Have you not seen that video? Are you this not is, thinking of Brendan Rodgers? <laughs> no, 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 no. This was this was the the um, tour of America that Liverpool did before basically Mamadou Sakho got pushed out the door. 
because he just kept turning up to everything late. <laughs> and he, he spent the whole time on the Alcatraz trip making his own video. And whilst Klopp is doing like a serious interview, just keeps appearing in the background, like pulling faces <laughs> and stuff. Like, find it. It's so funny. Well, that'll be the preview with no context this week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And and then at one point in the interview, he's just like, he gets asked if he would like to lock someone up. And he's like, I would like to lock Mama up. Because then that way I would know where he was so I could get him to training on time or something like along those lines. Uh. Well, there you go. Jurgen Klopp, I think, is my answer. I didn't think Jurgen Klopp and going to Alcatraz would be the answer to that, I'll be honest. No. <laughs> there you go. Cool. He's also asked, um, what's the worst individual performance you can remember? Worst individual performance? Yeah. Steven Gerrard coming on, getting a red card 30 seconds later, and skin like... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a shocker, yeah. Wasn't that like his last game at Anfield 2 or something? Like, it was in his last season. Yeah, that was... Uh, no, uh, Gerrard's last game at Anfield was against Palace, and um, we done a win. Of course we All did. Right. I do remember the brilliant heat maps from that sending off, though, when it was just basically <laughs> a line back to the tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely love that. Yeah, I'm a fan of that. Um... I don't know, maybe Jordan Pickford this week against Newcastle. That was pretty Ooh. crap, especially after giving it the big end to, the, to all the Newcastle fans. Yeah, he lost his head a bit, didn't he? Rugby tackling Rondon. That was ridiculous. Oh, Absolutely like, ridiculous. Celebrating to the Newcastle fans because he's from Sunderland, yeah. sticking his tongue out and then uh, losing 3-2. So yeah, that was really it's good. It's not a good look, is it? No, not at all. There's uh, Jonathan Woodgate's debut for Real Madrid. Oh, tell us about that. I don't know that. Do you know that about that? No, so he had been he'd been injured, and I think uh, Real Madrid bought him anyway. I think I might be wrong on that, but so he'd been waiting for his debut for a while, and uh, then he comes on, he scores an own goal, and then gets two yellows and gets sent off like within the hour. I think. Oh yeah, that'll do it. Absolute shocker of a debut, and they'd spent a lot of money on him, and yeah. Yeah, where did they sign him from? Leeds. I can't remember. Maybe he went. He, he, uh, did he go Newcastle? I think it was Newcastle. This sounds well before my time. Yeah, yeah, it's two thousand five, I think. Two thousand five. Wow, Ian, do you maybe because this is before Oscar's time as well? Do you remember Ali Dia? No, the guy who played for Southampton, who he got signed after <laughs> when Graham Souness was manager there. Um, they apparently got a call from someone who it was George Weir, the. Uh, Liberia, well, president, now yeah. Liberian president, <laughs> mm-hmm. at the time, incredibly famous Liberian footballer, um, suggesting that they um, sign his cousin, who was called Ali Dia. Um, right. Soon as signed him, registered him and subbed him on. And uh, yeah, they very much realised that he didn't know how to play football. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Just, he's like running around like no footballing pedigree. They like forged loads of... <laughs> Um, things for him and he was meant to be a great striker he was trying to pick up the ball with his hands (laughs) (laughs) he's dribbling it like a basketball (laughs) did they not like have a training session evidently I don't know it's the 90s (laughs) innit they were still drinking Razor Ruddock used to get games (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Razor Ruddock, who then signed for Palace and couldn't play in a game because we couldn't find a pair of shorts big enough for him. <laughs> Genuinely happened. Genuinely happened. Chuck, you have the They're... best stories. Yeah. How do you remember all of this ridiculous. shit? He was, he was so overweight 
that there was a clause in his contract that unless he got below a certain weight, he wasn't getting paid. Oh my and God. would then only be on a pay-per-play basis. Brilliant. Oh, God, what the fuck? <sighs> All right, well, <laughs> I don't think we're tapping that. So. Uh, Dave Matteo, I mean, this is like a serious football question. Huh? Yeah? Comes in with a stupid one later. Okay. Um, is there a point to under-23s international football? Surely by that age, anyone good enough is either in the senior setup or playing regularly for a club team, so playing B-grade games really does nothing for them. It's hard to argue with that, really. Uh... Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite... It's... It's an interesting point because you think it's. I think especially by today's standards that it's it's kind of very much seen if you haven't made it by twenty two then that's it. Right. Whereas yeah. you know it's not too long ago you look at kind of twenty eight twenty nine being the prime of people's career and now they're kind of being written off by the time they're about twenty five. What's the next age down from there? I think it's under nineteens international. Or is it under twenty ones? Yeah, maybe twenty ones. Don't know. Twenty ones. Twenty one seems like a better cutoff than twenty three to me. If if there is a U twenty ones, then keep it there and get rid of twenty. Because under twenty one, under twenty threes isn't just international. That's like club club football as well. Like it's right. Pretty oh, much all teams have under twenty. Yeah, Chelsea under twenty threes didn't they play? In Pe- Peterborough played them, didn't they? In the whatever. I think it was under twenty ones in the Czech trade. I think, but it's a weird thing anyway, isn't it? Because like it's it's become totally nonsense anyway. Because players coming back from injury play in the under twenty ones. It's it's a, it's a reserves, you know. It's a reserve. Why not just call it reserves? I don't really understand how... I think when Koscielny was coming back from injury, he was playing in the under-21s. Yeah, you could have a certain number of players. Oh, right, I think there are you're allowed there. Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're allowed two, maybe three. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Over, that. Because, because that's the purpose of it. Because then it's, it's also competitive fixtures because they are right. also kind of playing in the league. But it's more to kind of bring it up to speed oh, okay. with, with that. So I think for the recovering kind of injury players... That's good. But also, if you think about it, there's, you know, if you look the whole of England or like all of the wealth of English talent there is, there's only 11 players that can play or like 18 in the squad. So mm-hmm. would you just want to work on that 18 or have them in some sort of competitive leagues as well if they were younger? I think if they changed it to U21, it would make more sense to me. Because I feel like there are still a few people who haven't quite gotten there by twenty one. But then, it, but then it's kind of like once you hit twenty one, you've been written off. That's it. If you it, it, if if you're past twenty one, and I know twenty one, twenty three, it's only two years. But but it seems like well, then if you're not in the first team, that's it. You don't get nothing. Well, and then you get shipped off to a championship team or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but this uh, didn't Dave say it was international? He, yeah, specifically he's asking international. We've sort of started talking about club football, but yeah, he did. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's did. sorry, that's kind of where I'm going going with it. Is that that okay? You know, for for the depth of na- national squads, yeah, it really helps to make sure there's competitive games and also to have an influence and and get that succession kind of plan in place of of yeah. where players are going to come from and that route up uh, to be kind of of the right mentality and have the same similar kind of game plans and. I, I agree. I think it's. I mean, the fact that this, you know, we're saying this and we're not even sure means it needs a lot more clarity. I think, and that it's there's all these different, you know, because you see tons of times that there's players that have played like, oh, they played in the under 15s and the under 16s, the 17s, the 19s, the 21s, the 23s, and then never played for England proper. The Freddie Adus of the world. Freddie Adu. <laughs> there's another one. Didn't he like sell Hoovers or something? <laughs> he's, he still plays. I don't know where he plays, but he plays. I think in MLS, actually. Huh. Who'd have thunk it? Uh, Dave asks a stupid one as well. You'll be happy to know, Chuck. It's not all football. Thank God. Um, 
<laughs> if you were a wrestler, what would be your name and overall motif? Enjoyable <laughs> use of the word motif there. Um, I could go by like uh, the stats robot, right? And like wear like silver glitter paint. <laughs> and my 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 thing would be like beep beep boop when I beat somebody. <laughs> like I could just I don't know, do the robot right when I win. Just do the I get some lessons from uh, Peter Crouch. Crouch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, finishing move, the XG slam. Yeah. Ooh, I'm about that. I'm into it. Um, I don't know. I feel bad because then naturally, if you're going through the stats robot way, I need to do something with socks. But then and that's sadly, mankind Mankind, mankind already Yeah, it's got that, that so, sewn up, yeah. Damn you, Mick Foley. Just <laughs> 30 years ahead of me. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure you want to be Mick Foley. I'd love to be Mick Foley. That man is just He seems like, like the nicest guy. He's lovely, but I met him once on Soccer AM when he was a guest. What? Yeah, that was really... Hold the phone. <laughs> yeah, we need to hear that story. So you met... What, what you, like, like, got to speak with him and stuff? Only for a few seconds while you're micing him up or whatever, but yeah. That was really nice bloke and got, got involved even though all the American guests on Soccer AM never knew what was going on at all, which was the best. Uh, we had Dwayne Johnson on before he was super famous. And... Um, then we, when we wow. had American teams on, we used to pick out a pick a team out of the hat. We used to bring this uh, Uncle Sam hat on with all ninety six teams in, and then they get an American person, get the American guest to pick out a team, and that's who they supported. So uh, the Rock uh, supports Macclesfield. That's a thing. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's perfect. With Sol Campbell in charge as well, like he'd bloody love it. Yeah, and then they were doing VTs the next week, like going around doing vox pops of people in Macclesfield saying, are you pleased that uh, Dwayne Johnson is now your biggest supporter? That's <laughs> literally biggest. Fantastic. He is an absolute unit. But yeah, no, Mick Foley was a, a, a lovely bloke. A little bit out there, as you'd expect, but uh, yeah, really nice. Emily's going to be very jealous that you got to meet The Rock. She's a big fan. Do you want to see his dick or something as well, Oscar? <laughs> no, 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 no. That, you're confusing him with... Uh, Just Zac Efron. Zac okay. Efron, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Which, if you're a new listener, that's going to make zero sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's going to make a lot of sense. Um, Ian, what would you what would you be as a wrestler? I think we've got to play on my themes, haven't we? So, um, old retro, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. prefer retro. <laughs> um, so, like, have you seen um, have you seen Despicable Me three? Yes. yes. Not a great film. No. I fell asleep in it in the cinema. Yeah, not a great film. And because the villain was the best thing about it and they barely featured him, it was that 80s uh, pop, like... Oh, yeah, it's um, the guy from South Park, isn't it? Yeah, it's Trey Parker voiced him. He's easily the best thing in it and they didn't feature him nearly enough. But I'd basically be him. So I'd have... I mean, I'd have to wear a wig or whatever, but I'd have a mullet, so I'd have some hair. Lovely. Yeah. Come in with, like, a guitar or something. Yeah. Yeah. Bring back the fun wrestling. Bring back the the stupid, ridiculous stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Have like a finishing move called like the synthesizer or something, and yeah, something like that. I was, I was just yeah, eighties pop. I reckon that's what I'd do. We could, I reckon, you could make a good tag team out of that if you got like you have like some nice digital sounding the synthesizer and the stats robot. Oh, like hello. Yeah, yeah there, hello. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and he's playing it as you're going along. Yeah, make it happen. Do either of you watch wrestling? Are you like into wrestling? Nah, I was when I was a teenager. Yeah. Yeah, I was in, into it in the 90s when yeah. I was like 10 or whatever. Yeah, so what was yours? Like, name some wrestlers from your era. Uh, you know, The Rock, Triple H, Stone Cold, all those guys. Yeah. 
that whole era. Triple H was my attitude, guy. It's the Attitude Era, isn't it? It's the best part of... The Attitude Era, yeah, yeah, that's the name. See, I was sort of dropping out of it by then, but yeah. Oh, that was the best. All the Degeneration X stuff with Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Um, oh. So are you talking about like Macho Man Randy Savage? Ian? Yeah, I was fully in then, like Hulk Hogan, Macho Man. Uh, Damn, you really are old. Yeah, Yokozuna. <laughs> Yokozuna, dang. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah, that's my that's my era sort of like mid to late nineties. Giant haystacks, big daddy. <laughs> not the not English you're not that old, I suppose, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Those, yeah, def- <laughs> definitely did watch some of that. Yep. Sunday night, channel four, wasn't it? Sunday channel yeah, four. World, what was it? World of Wrestling or World something? World of Wrestling, the English yeah. one was yeah, it's always Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks. Yeah. Then you watched the WWF, like, and you were like, fucking hell. Wow, the production <laughs> <This> is... <laughs> stepped up. <laughs> yeah, this has gone up a notch. It's just a shame that you're desperately clawing onto your youth by hanging out with us, isn't it, really? That's... Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Way to sum me up in a sentence. <laughs> He's just salty that Brighton did the double, man. Don't, don't listen to him. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> um... Oh, I'm, I'm wounded here. I'm wounded. <laughs> Visibly <laughs> deflated wounded. at that comment. Yeah, I've like properly, yeah, properly gone down. Jeez. Oh. Anyway, um, it's fine. I'll just put a mullet wig on and uh, strut around with a keytar and uh, gym myself. <laughs> then the keytar, please. That's that is, and then do the uh, uh, what's the what's the segment called that we can never get right? Rapid news. That's the one. Um, you can do that live on a key tar. The eighties are back in a big way, baby. Look at uh, Weezer just put out that album of all eighties covers. Everybody's obsessed with the eighties. Weezer's still around. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. Huh? It's called the Teal album. It's all eighties covers. It's good. I am not down with the kids. <laughs> Neither are Weezer. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. Um, Oscar, you replied to our own uh, call out for questions. Oh this yeah, was, I've been uh, trolling some questions every week. Yeah, you were. <laughs> And uh, you said, would you rather never be able to go on the internet again or never be able to watch a movie again? I forgot I asked that. Um, I just throw in like a ridiculous question every week. Oh, that is tough. Never be able to go on the internet again. Like when you say never, so anything involving the internet in any way no longer exists or exists for everyone else apart from you. No, it exists for everyone else apart from you. Movies also continue to exist apart from you. But you can still watch TV shows. You can watch TV shows, but no movies. Either movies you've seen before or new movies. Like, you're never allowed to watch anything that is a movie ever again. It would end up being movies. Because because what you uh, and uh, me and Ian have had this conversation with a few times when you said, oh, have you been to the cinema to see this movie? It's like, no, 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 kids. Uh, can't really <laughs> sit in a film with, like, a baby um, and watch. And so now it's been so long since I've been to the cinema, like, it's... Yeah, but like internet is so much more of society. Ah, but you still watch movies at home, right? Like, I yeah, I've got to go with the internet though. I mean, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to hit Pornhub's traffic too hard. Oh wait, does that count? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Do, would that count as a movie? Not the way I'll watch it. <laughs> hey, a, a clip of a movie is still part of a movie, or ah. Oh. Let's not pull at that thread. Let's not send him too far down. Am I the, so I'm the only one here who's taking movies? I'd give up. I can't not know what happens in Star Wars or MCU. 
I, I don't know, but I can just go on the internet and every fifth person will fucking tell me, so <laughs> you can it doesn't read the matter. on Wikipedia, that's the no, same. but I need to see it. <laughs> yeah, or just everyone will be shouting about it. No, my life would be so much happier if I didn't have to use the internet. Yeah, but I can just listen to your podcast, and then it's fine, then I get all I need. Yeah. yeah. And all you need to do for that is just pay $5 a month. Yeah, I'm the, this week's nerdy newsstand, you brought in Emily and uh, reviewed Captain Marvel. Sorry, sorry, what was that? I, sorry, I sorry, Doctor Emily. Sorry, Doctor Emily. Emily. Sorry, Thank Chuck you very Kieran. much. Quite right. We should do a shout out about that. That Oscar's lovely wife Emily just received her doctorate, not but a few days yesterday, ago. actually, which makes her better than all of us. Yeah, yeah, she's much smarter than me. And if you want to hear her be smarter than Oscar, you got to pay five dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or wait till the next week we forget to record or can't record. Yeah, we'll chuck the we'll Patreon ones out again. Yeah. Patreon stuff. <laughs> Exclusive and or early access to bonus content. <laughs> yeah. So you'd really give up the internet? I, I wish I could give up the internet anyway. It's a fucking toxic, terrible thing that exists. Yeah, there is that. Mm. Are you kidding? Now I get a magical choice where I don't, ha- where like I can be like, oh, sorry, the genie told me I can't use the internet anymore. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah, easy way out. Yeah. As much as I would miss this lovely tradition of recording every Tuesday afternoon with you guys, like, the fucking internet is just a dumpster fire that just serves to only make everything awful. <laughs> like... But, but, guys, please send us uh, your <laughs> questions on Twitter, Facebook, contribute to that dumpster uh, fire, email, <laughs> and uh, join the dumpster fire. Add fuel to the fire. Yeah, email.com slash miles offside. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, probably I could get rid of the internet. I wouldn't know what the difference was. Yeah. <laughs> Can't even do an email address. Uh, <sighs> I just love movies too much. I don't like g- g- genuinely the thought of never being able to watch Star Wars or MC or Marvel or mm. Lord of the Rings or anything again. Like that's just like, ugh, nah, man. <laughs> I love the movies so much. Okay, um, Mike McGibney asks if you could punch any player, who would you punch? Brackets too soon. Uh. Uh, <laughs> is it the weird? Uh, I I've never liked Jack Greenish until this. <laughs> you would have said Jack Greenish, but actually the way he dealt the, with no, it. Yeah, no. Well, no, he probably wouldn't have been top of this, but I never liked him mostly because he just looked like a funfair ride attendant. <laughs> but um... a carny, Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I was like, what? I don't know. What current, all time? Well, anyone? How have you not like? Reflex said Jesse Lingard. Yeah, I'm surprised that it took well, you. Well, because long. there's many categories and you have to weigh these things. Oh, okay, up. okay. I didn't realize you had a spreadsheet. Sorry. Yeah, no, 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 Oscar. I I paid thirty dollars a month and uh, Oscar. Yeah, exactly. I could do that. <laughs> made me a punch index. Um, <laughs> who's, who's got the highest PI? Yeah, I'm gonna come back next Expected week and be like, punches. gentlemen, I solved it. I did an equation. The answer is Wayne Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> it's going to be someone from the 08 Man United team because, ugh, probably Ronaldo. I think I'm taking Cristiano Ronaldo. First of all, he has that face. Mm. Yeah, he's got a punchable face. And, and do it just as he does that celebration where he sort of plants his feet. Opens himself yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Mate, can't defend himself. Done. Right Bam. <laughs> does it have to be in the face or can I punch him in the dick? How's the question phrased? Why are you obsessed with dicks? Well, that's a painful place to punch someone, specifically. <laughs> I mean, dealer's choice. Well, what was the question? How was it phrased? I want to respect um, the spirit just, of the question. If you could punch any player, who would you punch? I mean, for some reason, you bring your dicks into it. I, I, you know. for, first of all, for like everything that he did at Manchester United to all Chelsea fans. Second of all, because of the face that he has, he deserves a punch. And also, you know. Other things. Other things. 
related to his dick <laughs> that are in dire uh-huh. need of punching among other you know well, just leave it there Ronaldo in the dick let's not get libelous again yep. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm going Diego Costa Jesse Lingard James Ward-Prowse that's, that's who I'm punching you get only get one what, are they lined up and you're just going through them with one punch? What's <laughs> Going through them like a steam train. <laughs> why Ward Prowse? Well, Ward Prowse, yeah. yeah what's that about? Point. Yeah, why? Uh, fucking prick. <laughs> he, got, he got Zaha sent off, didn't he? He got Zaha sent off after he pushed Zaha off the pitch, then simulated throwing the ball in his face, Chuck, then grabbed him. do you have him. like a massive chalkboard up in your bedroom where when a player does something like vaguely... At all horrible to a Palace player, they go up on the board for punching. Yeah, and he has like the reasons listed down. He has the dates memorized, everything. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen the film Billy Madison? <laughs> oh, I've seen the film Billy Madison. So you when he calls like Steve Buscemi and he apologizes and goes over to the corner. Yes, I have that <laughs> list. <laughs> that was my inspiration to make the shit list. Okay. What about you, Ian? I don't know. I haven't thought one for this. Um... I mean, from soccer, I'm picking someone from the AU. I'll give you a, a chance to think more, Ian, because there's another player I hate even more than that that I desperately want to punch so bad. And that is, for any basketball fans and New York Knicks fans of the 90s, Reggie fucking Miller. I would fucking destroy that man. I hate him so much. It's been 20 years since he played against the New York Knicks, and I cannot handle seeing his face he does interviews sometimes he's on fucking tv and he makes my blood boil to this very day i fucking hate him so much so reggie miller watch your back <laughs> what's what's the story there uh he was on their rival the indiana pacers um they used to get in fights a lot they used to like he um i don't know if you've ever seen a documentary about how they hated each other so much he used to do like choking symbol okay Knicks fans in the audience all right and be like threatened to choke them basically he one time that we were up by seven points with like thirty seconds left, and he hit a three pointer, stole the ball, hit a three pointer, stole the ball, hit another three pointer, and they won in the playoffs. Uh, just terrible, terrible, terrible stuff. So I hate him more than any other athlete in any other sport and anything. He's there. Fair enough, Chuck. Let's talk predictor league. You better have some good news for me. I'm doing some sort of 80s wrestler entry. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard an 80s song before. <laughs> no, but he did own a Casio keyboard. Casio DG20 electric guitar. Boom. Oh, hello. Set to electric mandolin. Um, <laughs> there's a four way tie at the top. Fuck off. I, I will not. I will not, sir. <laughs> you will, but sir. Technically, Ian. That means you're second, because... Okay. Am I second? Surely I entered before someone else. Yeah, how is that possible? <laughs> no, 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 because if you're joint first, then the next place becomes second, but that's not how it works, so technically you're both second and fifth. Um, Ian and JD are tied in fifth, second, however you want to call it, on 44 points, uh, right. but in one, two, three, four, or all one... Is oh, okay. Adam P, John O G, Pad Full, and Raphael Briand. Fuck me, it's hotting up. Very tight. So very much like the actual Premier League race, there is only one game in it, one point effectively, uh, between the top six right now. So it's getting very interesting. And at the bottom, 
pulling away kind of, but in the wrong direction. Oscar is on 70 points, 21st place, just above Finley. The race for the bottom, also like the Premier League, is heating up. Um, except it's not. And then there's a five-way tie on 60 points above that. So, you know, everything's literally tied. What I feared would happen with this game is happening, and everyone's going to get the same vanilla score. We might need to repurpose this game in a different way next year. Maybe, but, you know, it's the first season, guys. This is this is how we work things out. You know, it worked, it worked perfectly well for the few number of entrants we had, but if we have more next season. If you've got any suggestions for games next season, <laughs> yeah. bring it in. Yeah, and preferably one where I can do as little admin as possible because I'm barely able to keep up with this one. And all I have well, to do is type in the league table. I think what we need to do is not just have <laughs> the positions in the table, but also, like, the points. Because then that's much less convergence on just the same answer for everybody. I don't know, Dave, you're like stats or something. Dave, work something out. Um, <laughs> worth noting as well, in the team draft game that no one cares about, um, Oscar's also losing in that. Oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch. That's the only reason you brought this up. <laughs> Oscar's on 171. Except... Tuck's on 174. Ian's on 232. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck, who put you over the top? You have a terrible, <laughs> terrible lineup. Uh, well, Liverpool, who win every week, and you have Chelsea, West Ham, and Fulham. And uh, West Ham oh, keep yeah. losing Fulham, to shit Fulham. teams. Fulham are Fulham, and Chelsea, Fulham. eh. Yeah. And while I have Palace, Southampton have started winning games, and so have Leicester. Yeah, that's not bad, man. Fulham really just fucking destroys me. And Ian's got Man City and Arsenal who are doing good, but he's also got Tottenham and Everton, so, you know. He's, th- he's still just going to thrash us no matter he's what. He's just going to win by so, a lot. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't really matter. Three of the top six are all on Ian, so... Yeah. And there, there we, go. we go. That gives us for this week. Shall we have a look at fixtures for next week? What fixtures? There's only a few. There's many. There's not many's, uh, but we do have the Magic of the FA Cup. Oh, the Magic of the Cup. Uh, why don't we start with the Premier League? Um, which, by the way, for a reminder for our American listeners, don't do what I did and forget that the clock's changed here, but not in England. Because I was here an hour early to record the podcast, wondering where the hell you two were. Yeah. Why should time be uniform for all people? Uh, you guys yeah. don't change till the end of the month. So, American listeners, we have a couple of weekends. Where Although we are, I think this is the year where countries are actually some countries are choosing not to change the clocks. We've talked about it, but we're, but it's not like I think France aren't. I want to say France. That's gonna fuck everything up so much for Champions League and like knowing when the hell anything is. Yeah. Well, <sighs> especially for you, because you got rid of the internet, mate. Me and Ian, we've got the internet, so we're fine. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that was binding. <laughs> um, that does mean, though, that we get to sleep in a bit. So this weekend's fixtures are not the 10 o'clock round of games, but the 11 o'clock round of games, which is much nicer. Uh, we have Bournemouth and playing Newcastle, Burnley playing Leicester, and West Ham playing Huddersfield. Uh, the less said about those three matches. I was, was going to say you get you get a lie in, so it's much better. But you're not going to want those games anyway. So sleeping. you can yeah. just lie in all of Saturday. Um, anything to mention there for any of those? Or? Nah. Bournemouth Newcastle might be a bit of a goal fest. Who knows? Oh yeah, that's true because Newcastle have picked up form a bit of late. Yeah, Bournemouth are up and down. I mean, that could be worth a watch, but. And Burnley are right on the cusp of the relegation battle, so they actually do have something to battle, to play for. Mm. They might continue to Burnley the way they Burnley sometimes. And they just burn on. Keep Burnley. Yeah. Uh, and then Sunday at, hold on, trying to do some mental math very quickly, 10.15, not the usual 9.15. We have Fulham Liverpool. 
uh, Liverpool just gonna that's gonna be a dickin. That's gonna be bad. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Chelsea travel to Everton at twelve thirty for your eyeballs. Uh, I hate going to Everton. I hate going to Everton. Chelsea are gonna lose. So <laughs> they're gonna. They we don't do tra- we don't travel well to Goodison at all. No. Even in good seasons. So. But yeah, so as you can tell from that, there's also a bit of what is called in the FPL world a blank game week. So I'm sure Ian's bonus Patreon pod this week will focus a lot on that. Yep, I'll put that out on uh, Friday probably, just before, uh, so you can get your teams ready. Not that you want to hear from me, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yet another shocker. I mean, I didn't have Sterling, so there you go. Yeah, I, I got rid of him this week, so that's fine. Um, Ooh, that's yeah, painful. Right. Let's not go into that. But okay. around those fixtures, we also have the FA Cup. So crossing Saturday, three games on Saturday and one on Sunday. So we got Watford Palace, um, the early kickoff on Saturday at twelve fifteen, eight fifteen for Oscar. Um, you've then got Swansea versus Man City at five twenty here. Um, R.I.P. Swansea. Yeah. Bye, Swansea. <laughs> bye. Uh, Wolves Man United, which is probably the most. Uh, well, I suppose the Watford Palace game is quite close, but the Wolves Man United one is very interesting. Um, since United finally lost under Ole, and uh, Wolves have got a pretty good um, record against top six teams um, in the Premier League, so we'll see if that stretches into the FA Cup. And then on Sunday, the Scum Derby, Millwall versus Brighton, the absolute <laughs> dregs of society derby. Jesus Christ! Yeah. I mean, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying it. Oscar, the usually even-handed one, is going, yeah. 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 Yeah, we're not alienating the North this week. This week, we turn our attention south. Oh, is that, are those south? Oh, yeah. Millwall, London, Millwall, and South Brighton, London. South Coast. Yeah, Brighton, South Coast, yeah. <laughs> all right, well, there you go. There you go. There you go. So, <laughs> um, fuck everyone. Yeah, fuck all of y'all. All directions. <laughs> so, there we go. Uh, we got to start insulting more Americans, because we have a lot of American listeners. I mean, they get off easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't don't slag off Virginia. We have a lot of listeners in Virginia for some Virginia's reason. Virginia's a lovely place. I would never have anything bad to say. Who's Virginia and how she got so many listeners in her? <laughs> hey, uh, spare a moment for Man United. We, we didn't really touch on this in the first half, but they actually had their best underlying performance under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. <laughs> and they managed to not score. They'd been way overperforming their XG. Like they they were, you know, doing well yeah. but not as well as the results were showing. And then they finally had an actually like really good performance, and Lukaku was the one getting on the end of those chances, and it looked like he had no idea how to hit the ball to the net. Which is weird because <laughs> he's been in such good form recently. He scored three yeah. three games in a row. He scored two goals. Like yeah. really, really bad finishing on the day. They had like two and a half xG to Arsenal's. Like I don't have it in front of me, but it was really low. They thoroughly outplayed Arsenal, and just got. I don't know. No one fact checks us. Just say zero point three. Sure, yeah. not point three. <laughs> Fine, whatever. There you go. Anyway, so that's the fixtures for this weekend, guys. Um, Chuck, will Palace get through? Will Palace... Uh, it's <laughs> tough, man. That's, that is, uh, fuck off. He's such a dick. Uh, we got further than Chelsea. Um, <laughs> ooh, that's uh, true. Yeah, facts. Um, I think it's a really tough game. I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd be excited to watch that one, actually. Um I think I'm in. No, work, ma- no, 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 you're not getting out of this. Make a prediction. Are they going through or not? Uh, Does he go for the reverse jinx? Does he go for. <laughs> and that's the fixtures for this weekend, guys. So oh, thank you very much. Um, 
no, it'll go to a replay. The quarterfinals go to a replay? I don't don't think no, so. No, I don't, I don't think know. so, right? Because they said in the now. last round that there'd be no more replays. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah isn't it? They've changed it for this year because it's... Yeah, and then it's none first, of yeah. them went to the... Yeah. And none of them went. Right? This, you know, they might. Yeah. yeah. So um, you're not getting out of it with a replay check. Nah, I think <laughs> I think Watford recently have just been too strong. We've got a few too many injuries, so uh, the reverse probably be two 0 Watford. <laughs> you're such a dick. You had every eventuality planned for that's that. That's what he's gone for. You're such an ass. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's Watford two 0 I think that's yeah? that's that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, draw and then Palace on penalties. Yeah, I'm about that. I really hope it goes to penalties just because Chuck <laughs> hates them. You have claimed that you refuse to watch penalties, so I'm really hoping it does go to penalties. Uh, I'll be at work, so it won't matter. Fuck it. <laughs> um, yeah, so there you go, guys. That's the fixtures for this week. Got a few things coming up for you. Thanks for your continued support. Um, just leaves to say bye from us. So bye, Ian. Bye-bye. Bye, Oscar. Adios. Adios. Oh, international. And um, I don't know, what's goodbye in like German or something? Alvida saying. There you go, that as well. Take care, guys. Bye bye. <laughs>